Prime Minister joins us fortnightly on the country. Radio uh, Jacinda, uh, despite the National Party being the gift that keeps on giving at the moment, that latest One News poll, and admittedly it's been a tough year to be PM, but your personal popularity has now dropped below anything Helen Clark or John Key experienced during their respective tenures. Are you worried? Should you be worried? Not entirely sure that that's completely accurate. I will come to the to the point that you're making, which is, look, that poll has demonstrated that we have some work to do. But as you say, we're also we are we are in a tough period. This has been a particularly rough winter, uh, not just with illness, but of course, you know, those cost of living pressures are having a huge impact on people now. Uh, obviously, we're not alone in that. Globally, that's the case. But it is still our responsibility to support people to get through. Uh, Jamie, at the same time, though, you know, our job is also to cast to the future. Uh, and this is where we've got to absolute focus on, yes, continuing to support people uh, with those uh, fuel excise and, and rut reductions, the cost of living payment, and also getting in that skilled uh, labour that we need as well. Yeah, but let's look at that cost of living payment. It's been a bit mm. of a dog's breakfast. It was a very blunt tool. And I hark back to Grant Robertson, and I'll give him fair credit on this, when he put that business support package right in at the beginning of COVID. We thought the world might have been ended. It was a blunt mm. tool, but it worked in the end. This one was poorly thought out, was last minute, wasn't it? I disagree entirely. Uh, of course, as we saw the fo- forecast for inflation, uh, we could see that there was going to be huge pressure, particularly on our lower middle income New Zealanders. And so we worked quickly to respond to that. Of course, we had the first thing we did was the increase in the family tax credit because that goes to um, uh, uh, 60% of our, of our families are reached by that. We then moved on uh, fuel excise because we could see the impact that the war in Ukraine was having. And then as the budget came around, we looked for other opportunities to try and support people. Look, you know, we have chosen IRD because that is the most effective way to reach that large number of people. The alternative um, to using the way that we have used it, the alternative would have been to have people apply. Having 2 million New Zealanders apply for that payment would not have meant we would not have reached the people we needed to reach, Jamie. Well, I would say that if you need it, you might be encouraged to apply. Anyhow, one of my favourite politicians, Bill Clinton, said it's all about the economy, stupid. Surely that's going to be your Achilles heel. That is where you'll lose the next election. Well, here I'm going to challenge you. An Achilles heel would be uh, demonstrated in those main economic indicators that you would turn to. Now, the main economic indicators that, of course, people would use on a national government and I assume would use on a Labour government would include, for instance, unemployment. We have record lows. We are at 3.3%. And what also sits alongside that is that, for instance, Māori unemployment is at some of the lowest rates we've seen, 5.5%, and for Pacific, 54 We have not seen rates like that through other economic crises like the GFC. You can't take credit for the unemployment, with all due respect, because there's record low unemployment right around the world. Jamie, you raised in the beginning the wage subsidy, You know, that is one of the reasons that we did not experience the huge economic scarring that we would have otherwise seen. Initiatives like that kept people in work. Uh, And so actually I would say that those kinds of measures do matter in making sure that we haven't had what was projected by Treasury 
to be double-digit unemployment. We'll agree on the wage subsidy and perhaps beg to differ (laughs) on cost of living. Look, three waters, why do you carry on pushing forward what is blatantly unpopular policy? And it's three waters, it's effectively now two waters. Even the Auditor-General's getting stuck into your Prime Minister. Well, actually, the Auditor-General's suggestions that he's made at Select Committee around um, the uh, ability to go over things like the Statement of Intent and, uh, and ensure accountability, you know, not unreasonable suggestions and all at the right time at Select Committee so that we can go through those. Uh, we didn't have the case where it was an argument that there wasn't a need for reform. So why do we persist? Because I don't want ratepayers suddenly surprised to receive an increase in their bills that could be up to $9,000. We have a $185 billion problem with water infrastructure, Jamie, and it would be negligent of us as a government to know that and do nothing and leave ratepayers to pay the price. It's not fair. So we have to do something about it. And what's interesting to me is that no one, except um, probably with the exception of maybe some of the opposition parties, no one has said that the status quo is the right thing to do. Final one for you. Look, bearing in mind the controversy around Sam Uffendale, why do you people go into politics? <laughs> it's, it's a dirty game. You've had to put up with a lot of rubbish in the past few years. Most people I know who go into national politics, and I've dealt with you guys for about 25 mm. or 30 years, mm. are generally good people. Yeah, I, and I would, I would, you know, I would agree. Look, putting it, putting aside any individual circumstance that might be um, out in the public domain, Jamie, my, my experience, from my experience, the vast majority of people who come here come here for the for the right for the right reasons, and that's because they believe politics is a place where you can make change for the better, and, and we want that to continue to be the motivation that people have to come here. It is a hard environment, and one of the things I do. I do worry about is that sometimes, um, you know, we've seen in recent months, uh, you know, some of the activity around even our local body politicians as they campaign, it's easy to dehumanise the people who run for politics. Uh, But ultimately, at the end of the day, we're all people just trying to do the very best we can. People will disagree with us. That's democracy. Um, But I do hope it's a place where, where people still want to be because that's, in our best interest to attract the very best people. Okay, one more on local body politicians. I'm not quite so sure I'd give them the same ringing endorsement, but (laughs) I go to Tauranga and I hear from the locals that the place is running better than it's ever run, which begs the question, do we actually need them? Well, look... (laughs) Uh, I find it interesting, given that you're giving me a hard time on what you think is the poor local representation that you're now proposing to get rid of local government altogether. Well, no one wants to be a local body politician anymore. Well, it's a hard job, and I think maybe we need to ask why. Why? What? What is it that makes it so difficult? Um, uh, Policies you know, such as three waters. Uh, no, again, not uh, furthering three waters. You wouldn't want to be the local council that has to send out the rates bill for $9,000 to your ratepayers, would you? So I do think that's something that's about preventing a problem for all of us. For um, Tauranga, very particular set of circumstances there. The commissioner, um, it was it was needed. Um, but, of course, at the, uh, at the end of the day, we value our local democracies as well, and that's ultimately what everyone's seeking to return to. Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern, thanks for your time on the country. Appreciate it. Thanks, Amy.